Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy and welcome. Welcome to Tuesday's podcast and we like to call this the checkup. And so I think I need a periodic trip into my uh, favorite podcast uh, and whether it is the uh, uh, Jay Shetty on purpose or Sober AF or my friend Justin at Rico 12. Uh, you name it, I want to be a part of it because I want to know what you're doing to become well because I can incorporate those things into my personal recovery and, of course, use them to my advantage and to become even more well that I might sort of digest and then regurgitate them to you, the listener, that you might do the same thing as well. You know, it was often told to me because, of course, I think I'm brilliant and original and all those things. And it was said, Robert, you know, just keep in mind you've never had an original idea. And if you think that's an original idea, then you're mistaken. <laughs> you are mistaken there as well. And so welcome to this day of recovery. Welcome to another opportunity to sort of get together around the recovery fire and see what we have in store for each other. You know, there's so much going on with so many individuals out there. Um, I know yesterday, uh, my friend uh, Jen from uh, Facebook, she had six months which was pretty fantastic. Uh, all around us, there are individuals with significant days and uh, days where we celebrate with chips. You know, nowadays it's every month, right? Um, and I don't want to be the get off my lawn guy. However, when I was coming up early in the program, I'm really not even sure when it's when it changed or where it changed first, but it would be obviously you get your 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 first 24-hour chip, as many as you wanted those. Then you got the 30, your 60, your 90, your six months, your year, and then the annuals, right? Some places would give an 18-month just to stroke the ego a little bit. So, you know, the, my only problem with getting chips every month, sometimes you go to uh, meetings and it takes so long for the chips to be given. And I know we need to do that and recognize it. But sometimes it it takes away from the actual sharing and the fellowship, uh, and I want because I want to know what you're doing in terms of your personal recovery. What is working for you? Because even if you're six months sober today, I have I think it's twelve thousand seven hundred and seventy eight days. Right, the twenty fifth of April will be thirty five years. That doesn't mean that the person who's six months, a year, or two years, or three years. I, I learn from people all the time because sometimes people will have just a different twist or a new way of looking at something, and I don't want to be left behind in a new way of thinking 
and so I'll sort of adopt that and I'll see, gee, that's an interesting twist on how you got there. Let me see what I can do with that and once again to increase my level of wellness so then I can share that with the people, whether it's on my podcast, whether it's on my blog, or people that I come across in normal day of living outside of the rooms of recovery, but certainly the people that I've influenced within the 12-step program and my church as well. Uh, you know, if you know a lot about me, I'm a huge classic rock fan and like a, like a uh, crazy for Sammy Hagar and Van Halen and the Circle and Chicken Foot and, you know, Montrose and anything that Sammy touched just turns to rock gold. Um, so I listen to a lot of music and obviously you can't be a classic rock fan and not think that Led Zeppelin, you know, arguably the greatest rock band of all time, certainly the greatest studio rock band. I mean, you know, when you, Laura, Laura and I had a chance to see Robert Plant just a few years ago, a couple of years ago anyway, he was unbelievable. But, you know, the the keyboard and the bass playing of John Paul Jones, obviously Jimmy Page, um, live was a little different because if you listen to many Led Zeppelin songs, you could pick out three or four uh, different guitars just doing incredible things. And Jimmy was just a master of that. And of course, Robert Plant with that sick range and that incredible, compelling voice of his. Anyway, maybe the you know, the most popular, not my favorite, uh, my favorite Led Zeppelin song is Gallows Pole or Ramble On. Maybe some communication breakdown. Uh, but anyway, commercially, it was probably the stairway to heaven. And the other day, Laura and I were listening to some Led Zeppelin and uh, Sunday morning we were hanging out, just listening to some music and, and uh, Stairway to Heaven came on. And in that, in that song, of course, one of the greatest lines is, yes, there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time, there's still time to change the road you're on. So today, as we get into this podcast, it is entitled, What Path Are You On? Legitimate question. I wanted to give a snappy title to get your attention, but it's a legitimate question. What path are you on? You know, it was kind of like years ago when, when Russian Ted, and maybe you've heard this story before, but I was telling story, uh, telling Ted a, a story about how miserable I was. And I was probably within six months sobriety, if you could even call it that at that time. Well, I certainly wasn't drinking or using um, sobriety, yeah, technically, but not sobriety <laughs> that I understand today, right? I was, I was bare, bare knuckling uh, so many of the times because I was so resistant to the honesty that I needed to be, to that rigorous honesty that I needed to have and to uh, to utilize in order to uh, uh, work the steps, right? And do what I needed to do to uh, become well or certainly enter into that arena of recovery. Anyway, I was chatting with Ted one day at the Alana Club at the Turning Point. And I was, as I was telling Ted this terrible day I was having, and I get to the end of it all and, and Ted looks at me and says, but are you grateful? And Russian Ted was this stoic person. I think at the time, back in 1986, he probably had, 
you know, 18, 20 years of sobriety. So he was like a giant, right? So uh, I'm not sure if Ted is still alive. I, I hope he is. What an incredible man he was in my uh, personal life. But, you know, if he is, he probably has, you know, 53 years, 54 years uh, at at this time. Anyway, he got to that point. He said, but are you grateful? And I looked at him at that what the hell's the matter with you, man? I just told you this this story of how terrible I'm doing and how miserable I am, and and you're wondering if I'm grateful, right? And then and then Ted stops to tell me. He says, "You know, Bob, here's the deal. Depending upon your level of gratitude today, will determine the quality and the quantity of your sobriety moving forward." And then Ted turned around and walked away as if. We weren't even having a conversation. And, and I stood there and I was stunned. I said, I still hadn't quite gotten over his rejection. You know, I was looking for, for sympathy and, and, uh, you know, my, my dear friend, uh, uh, Tom Bennett would say you could find us, you know, um, sympathy in the dictionary somewhere between syphilis and shit, right? So excuse my graphic, uh, uh, definition there, but that's really true. I don't need sympathy. Empathy, yes. I need you to help me understand that you understand how I'm feeling, but I don't need you to feel sorry for me because I'm doing everything, all the damage I did, I I did it to me. It wasn't the wife's fault. It wasn't the kid's fault. It wasn't the employer's fault. It wasn't the bad childhood, the mom, the dad, the sisters, the brothers. It wasn't that we we didn't have any money. We were poor by many, by many standards growing up. It was none of those things. It was me. It was, I, I was responsible. Here I was at this point in time. I was a 32-year-old man. Guess what? It's me. I love what Zig Ziglar says. And, and it's actually about goals and finances. Zig says, if you are born poor, it's not your fault. But if you die poor, it is your fault. In the same way, if if I'm born into a sideways life, right? As, as I was in many ways. Uh, again, my parents did the best job they could given the information they were given. And in many ways, my parents did a terrible job, right? My dad was alcoholic. My mom was codependent. I was the middle of seven kids. We didn't have any money. Life was pretty jacked up in many ways, at least from my view, right? And so, I had to come to terms with, here I was, this 32-year-old man. Guess what? It wasn't mom and dad's fault anymore. It was nobody's responsibility anymore, regardless of, of how I was raised. Just to go back on the Zig Ziglar quote, I was born a particular way. That wasn't my fault. But if I died that way, guess what? That's on me. That's my responsibility. There are two paths you can go by, but in the long run. And there's still time to change the road you're on. Where are you at? Are you in this position of life? What path have you taken? What path got you to this point? There are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, There's still time to change the road you're on. How prophetic is that? 
and, and the song is aptly named Stairway to Heaven, right? We have to have a spiritual connection to reach, even if we go by Maslow with his, with his hierarchy, right? To, to reach that level of, of self-awareness, self-understanding, we can change that path and get on a path that will help lead us there instead of the path of destruction we were on that led us to the hospitals, to the rooms, to the jails of recovery. Bar none, bar none, one of the greatest movies of all time. And, and certainly the greatest movie depicting recovery and the, and the attributes and the aspects of that is a fantasy world. And it is the movie, The Wizard of Oz. Have you ever seen that movie? For some of you more young uh, listeners, maybe you haven't seen it. Or maybe you have. And maybe you've looked, you've never looked at it through the eyes of recovery. I want you to do that. I want to challenge you whether you've never seen it before or whether you need to see it again. I want you to, I want you to view the movie as a person in recovery. Dorothy was not happy where she was in her life. She didn't think Auntie M or Uncle Buck. They didn't understand her. The only creature, obviously she considered Toto a person. The only, the only thing she had in her life was Toto, her little dog. Toto was the only thing who understood her. So she decided to go on this journey. She decided to go down this path. Dorothy decides along this journey that it, it caused her to even be more confused, not whether or not she should be on the journey, but what choices on these paths she could should make along the way. When you watch the movie, and I won't give away any detail, many things happen to her and she meets different people with different life experiences who have chosen to be on a path as well. And their paths happen to intersect. And they're looking for a similar thing, although different. But they're looking for something in their life on this path that would tell them that they are okay. That would answer the prayers of their mind, of their heart, of their spirit. And she has to make some choices. Dorothy has to make some choices for herself and for others along the way because she has a, a feeling and a sense of responsibility because she's going to see the wizard. And as she meets these other characters in this movie, she says, well, I'll take you to the wizard. So now she takes on the responsibility of not fixing them, but helping guide them on this path, right? There are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. So there actually is a point in the movie 
where Dorothy gets to decide which path she is going to take. Choose wrongly, and it's disaster. Choose correctly, and she will gain where she wants to go. So they all go on this journey. On this journey, And once again, along this way, she's given this path. Dorothy knew what she wanted her destination to be. Like so many of us who come in recovery do, we know that we want freedom from the guilt. We want freedom from the addiction. We just want to wake up one morning and not feel remorse. We don't want to feel the disappointment that we bring on so many people who love us. We don't want to look for another job. We don't want to see the faces on our children when we disappoint them. We don't want to talk to the mom and dad who are so desperate to see us get well. We don't want to disappoint the siblings and others. You you know, add, add the list. It's infinitum. Add your people because you got people too that we disappointed. You've disappointed along the way. I got my people as well. So I knew where I wanted in. I just didn't know how to get there. And hope was running dim. This is the story of recovery. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous states, Rarely have we seen a person fail who thoroughly followed our path. Think about that for a moment. There are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. Pick the right path. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Which means, if you do follow the path, you will not fail. Because conversely, that has to be true, right? There's no third side. There, This is not a triangle. This is an either or. There's not a third option. Either you follow the path and you succeed, or as it states, you follow, you don't follow the path and you fail. It goes on to say that if we don't recover, recover, not just stop drinking and using, but recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It is because you treated the path as a buffet. Are you ready for that honesty? Are you ready to hear that truth? Because so often, man, I see it in social media because there's no accountability in social media. And this whole COVID crap has got us so fragmented. Now, many people are starting to go back to the meetings. I'm hoping soon that we'll be able to go back into prisons and institutions and treatment centers where there's so much work that needs to be done. I mean, we've been out of there for for over a year now in many cases. And man, we lack fellowship. 
but we also lack the accountability that proximity can bring. You piss somebody off on Instagram or Facebook or one of the other social media platforms, and they just block you or delete you. They'll just post all sorts of stuff about recovery, and you happen to mention something that they don't like, and they just dump you. Who the hell are you? You can't tell me this in my life, and, and you're gone. And you know, and they have every right to do that. But I know that they're treating recovery as a buffet. I go back to what my mentor, Glenn Moffat, said. Do you want my opinion or do you want my advice? If you want my opinion, let's go have some lunch. If you want my advice, let's sit down and talk, right? What path do we want to be on? Because there's still time to change your road you're on. If you're not getting what you want, it's likely because the path you're on is not the right path. Or you're on the right path, but you're you're treating it as a buffet. And you know what I mean when I talk about a buffet, right? It's not like ordering off the menu where you can change something here and there. You can literally go and see multiple items and, and certain items you can act as if they're not even there. If you want to eat all the carbs, eat all the bread, all the soups, knock yourself out. If you're, if you're heavy into protein like me and very little carbs, then, you know, go for the chicken, go for the beef, go for the turkey. You know, maybe get a little bit of salad or one slice of wheat bread, right? Do that. But that's what you can do. You can pick and choose. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm not in the mood for this. I'm not in the mood for that. We don't have that option in recovery. What path are you on? Now, again, I understand if you're new or relatively new to the program, we're going to experience some challenges and some upheavals along the way. And that's expected because we've lived, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years medicated. Now we're not medicated anymore on a physical level, which means the emotions are coming out. We're having to deal with spiritual matters. Financial matters are coming back to us because we're back you know, in the real world, paying attention to the things that we've neglected for so long, those types of things. So I get early on, there's some special challenges, all the more reason that we need accountability, all the more reason that we need this path. When you get later on in recovery, we have a greater sense of responsibility. I was telling my friend Elise the other day and, and Lisa, uh, sober and big D, I was saying, you know, the more sober I become, the more responsible I am, right? I mean, I've got almost 35 years of personal recovery. I hope you expect a depth of understanding and almost expert. I call myself the recovery guy. I set myself up. I am a self-proclaimed expert in the field of recovery. I would hope you would expect that of me. Right. So nowadays I stay sober, not only so I can feel better than I'm feeling, but I, man, step 12 has never been more alive. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
That step has never become more real to me. I am on this path. I'm staying on this path. I don't want to go on another path because they're empty. I decided to change the road I was on because I relapsed after 71 days of personal recovery. No, recovery was not designed for relapse. My pride and ego are, I need to check that at the door. Recovery was designed to learn how to live a life. That's why it says, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember, we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful, without help. It is too much for us. And to find that help, I need to be on that path. It's as simple as that. What happens on the buffet, once again, is we look for what makes our feel-good feel good, and we leave the rest. That is human nature. You know, I know it's human nature. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Greek philosopher Aristotle. Aristotle, one of the greatest philosophers of all time, and he lived like 384 to 322 BC, right? It's BC, so time would go backward, right? And so he lived, he didn't live very long. He was 38 years old when he died. But check it out. Aristotle was so wise. He viewed nature. Check it out. Maybe you've heard this quote by Aristotle before. And it goes right into our topic for today. It says, water seeks its own level. Isn't that crazy? Water seeks its own level. <laughs> and so do we. So do we. Whatever level we see us at, we seek out others who are on that level. That's why. Why do you think it is we need to change old playgrounds and old playmates? Because our old playgrounds and all those playmates, that's how things used to be. That's the old Robert. That's the old Bob. I need to now find people who are on the path that I say I want to be that path of recovery, that path of enlightenment, that path of wellness, that path of wholeness, of being complete, of being recovered, of being sober. Because water seeks its own level. So when I would hang out with Jack and Slow Will and Texas Mike and Fast Eddie and Buddy and Scott Shields and Stevie M, when I would hang out, with those individuals and Pete the Greek and sort of glean from them the things that they were trying to teach me, I rose to the occasion. I wanted to know more. I wanted to be on their level. I wanted to experience the things that they were telling me could come real. I sought out my recovery material. Now, I want you to understand from my previous statement on recovery 
Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. This is regarding AA and other 12-step programs. That is not to say that this is the only program that works. I want this disclaimer to be heard loud and clear. If you're not comfortable with AA, I'm fine with that. I know that through many other recovery, religious, secular, monotheistic religions of the world, the Buddhist network, I know that there's great work being done out there with the SMART program. I know that. And you can't half measure that program either. You either have to dump, jump into the deep end of the pool with that or with this or the other, but you can't half measure that stuff either. You can't go in to the Muslim faith and only believe part of the Quran. You're, you can't do that. You can't go in to the Jewish faith and only believe a certain amount of the Talmud. You can't go in and to the Buddhist network, the Buddhist philosophy, and pick and choose. No, it's immersion. Immersion is immersion. If you want a skinny dip and just put your feet in the water and stay in the shallow end, you're never going to get well. That much I'll guarantee you. You may find another avenue other than AA, OA, NA, GA, SA. You could find the LDS movement. You could find Reformers Unanimous. You, there's so many things out there for you to choose from. Celebrate Recovery, great programs. But you won't have any more success half measuring that and treating that path like a buffet than you would the path of Alcoholics Anonymous. Because water seeks its own level. It does so. You know why it does so? Because water seeks the path of least resistance. And we are the same. That is why most all addicted people need a plan. A higher power and accountability. A plan, a higher power, and accountability. A plan that gets us on that path. A higher power that powers that plan and accountability that helps us understand when we need to get back on the path. Without these things active in our life, active, caveat, active, means of substance, moving forward. Remember, things that are at rest tend to stay at rest. Things that um, uh, have motion have a tendency to stay in motion. If these things aren't active in our life, we stand little, if any, hope of recovery. You can take that for what it's worth. You can believe it. But I would rather have you believe it all than only believe a little. I would, if you're not going to believe it all, I would hope that you would reject the entire message. I really do. I hope you believe it all. I hope you put me to the test. I hope you realize that there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. Is the road you're on allowing you to be happy, joyous, and free? Are you finding yourself in sobriety, clean time? Are you finding yourself in a position of recovery where you can become well? 
You're no longer codependent. You're no longer a hostage. You're no longer addicted to the substance and the old behaviors are slipping away. If you find yourself with those things being real, then stay on that path. As long as it's a plan, it involves a higher power of your understanding and accountability. Hey, knock yourself out. Tell me what you're doing. Let me share it on my podcast so others can take advantage of what you're doing as well. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Would you consider supporting this mission? I just revamped my uh, donation levels on Patreon. Please go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. You can give three, six or $10 a month. It'll, it'll tell you what you get for that. I'm starting to branch out on YouTube, starting to reach more people the best I possibly can. We're approaching 200 podcasts in the next couple of weeks. We want you to be a part of this. So please consider donating to this podcast and this recovery mission. Again, go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. Go to Venmo at Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three, the number three. Give a one-time donation if you can. Everything that comes in supports this recovery mission. We are trying to help people get well one day at a time to resurrect lives, to be that phoenix that's rising from ashes to beauty. We want you to be a part of that. Thank you so much for following me, recovery underscore guy on Instagram, the recovery guy on Facebook, recoveryguy.org. Follow and share the podcast on your favorite podcast channel. One way or another, you can be a part of what we're doing, either by sharing resources that you have or sharing the content that we produce. Remember, we got broken apart, but we get whole together. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.